Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. I like how you shook it up with the with the different theme. This uh, yeah, that's that's this the week. one I always think of because that was like the the cartoon I used to watch as a kid. Yeah, that was the one we grew up on. Yeah, uh, the other one was like old. The sixties like, old. Before yeah, our we, time. Weren't, <laughs> we weren't even alive then. Uh, showing our age a little bit here. Yes, we are young people, so whatever, get over it. Anyway, again, like I said, welcome to another episode of Capes Clouds and Capes Cows and Close Calls. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize how much of a tongue twister that could be. Um, I'm Nick. With me as always, my co-host, Sean, the Irishman Keen. How are you? How's it going, everybody? Cool, cool. All right, Sean, so this week we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. So last week we kind of talked a little bit about, um, well, we didn't talk a little bit. We talked for like 45 minutes straight about, you know, the different versions of Spider-Man. Kind of getting everybody up for the movie, talking about the different versions of Spider-Man and his villains and things like that. So... <clears throat> The movie's out, right? We both yep, saw it. We both seen it. Uh, now it's time to talk about it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, cool. So, um, well, I thought how we would start. Right. I, I was telling you before, I lost power in the last five minutes. You did. Maybe 10 minutes, I don't know, of the movie. So the very last scene, Wait, okay, so I think, let, I haven't seen. Let, tell me the story again. Let's, let's let everybody hear the story. Uh, I mean, so... Should I tell the whole, like the whole experience of the movie theater? Whatever you want, bro. We got right. at least forty five minutes. I'll make it quick because this, this is not that important. All right, go ahead. But so here I am. I'm in the movies and uh, I'm in the nice new reclining chairs and everything. Right. And I'm there with my girlfriend. But on the other side of me is this like really pumped up Spider Man fan. <laughs> it was a I don't know. She was she, it was a girl. She was like maybe in her thirties, so she was a little bit you know older than me. Right. And. Uh, she was hyped and she talked through the whole movie Gosh. and she would like repeat the lines if she thought it was funny <laughs> and like it didn't matter how long the scene was like she would repeat like seven eight lines in a row if oh, she thought man. it was funny and then like she had all the she clearly had all the previews memorized because <laughs> whenever the scenes of the previews would come on she would be saying the lines as they were saying so she the basically lines. knew half the movie walking yes, into so the she movie. knew half the movie walking Jeez, in. okay but anyway, so we're in the... I'll tell you the last thing I'm seeing. So spoilers, obviously, with this episode. Um, but so I'm there. Do you want to just go straight into... Because we, we've never done this before. So, like, a lot of the major people, uh, your, your YouTubers, your podcasters, they do a non-spoiler review, and then they do a spoiler review. What straight for spoilers. You just want to go straight for spoilers? All right, straight fuck it. We, we make our own rules, people. <laughs> we got to be We different. make our own rules. Um, so here we are. The climax scene is over. Peter Parker is getting picked up by Happy going to a, the new Avengers Tower. Okay. He gets his new suit. Um, Tony Stark tells him to put it on. We got a, the press waiting for him, and the power cuts off. And then I don't see the rest of the movie. That is crazy. All right, so I guess in order to make this review complete, I got to give you the, the rest of the movie, right? Yeah, let's so, hear the rest. All right, so basically... <clears throat> So, he's at the Avengers Tower, right? Did you see the suit? I saw the suit. Okay, so you saw the suit. You know what? And I think he was he was saying no. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tony whipped out the new suit, the new fancy suit, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is, like, the closest thing we're going to get to, the, like, the Iron Spider suit. 
that he wore yeah. in the actual Civil War the comic Civil book. War um, so I was wondering the same thing when I saw yeah, it. I, I was pretty pumped about that. Um, so, yeah, so he saw the suit. Yeah, he told him, like, you know, this is it. I got a, I got a press conference waiting outside. Got a room full of people for you to announce. And it's... I don't think that... I th- it was definitely like an homage to the Civil War comic books where Peter Parker like announces to everybody that he is Spider-Man and he's been Spider-Man since he was like 14 or 15 years old or whatever. Like he takes off his mask and he reveals a secret identity because in the comics, like Peter is one of the big people who's never revealed his secret identity. Like it's always been a secret. Right. Um, so it's I, all about protecting that man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Tony was setting him up to kind of do what he did in Iron Man, where he just stands in front of a group of people and just goes, "Hey, I'm Spider Man." You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't know if he was setting him up for that, or if it was just kind of. Um, I think it was more so on the side of him just announcing to everyone that he is now an official Avenger. Avenger, exactly. Um, so you know, Tony tells him like, "Hey, I got the." I got the press outside, got a bunch of camera crew, interviewers, the whole nine yards outside, out on the other side of this door, waiting for you. Let's do this. So yeah, then Peter says like, no, you know what? That's okay. You can keep that suit. I'm not going to go out there. In fact, Peter almost thinks that it's a joke, right? That there's not actually anybody on the other side of the door. Turns out, spoiler, there is. It's a ton of people. I was wondering. Yeah, there's actually other people on the other side of the door. In fact, oh, that's what you missed. So the door opens and it's Pepper Potts. Yeah? Yeah, uh. right? So she comes back for this movie. She completely missed Civil War, comes back for this movie, which was slightly confusing just because, you know, um, in Civil War, Iron Man or Captain America asks Iron Man like, hey, you know, where's Pepper? And Iron Man says, like, well, we're taking a break, you know, because after Iron Man 3, he blew up all his suits, all that good stuff. You know, he's like, we're taking a break. So I was yeah. I was really shocked to see her back. Um, she just, yeah, she just, like, came back for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds of the movie and was just like, hey, everybody, like, it's me, Pepper. Well, she didn't say that, but <laughs> she showed up and she's like, this is, so Spider-Man says no. He leaves. She opens the door. We find out there is actually a bunch of people on the other side, a bunch of interviewers and cameramen and stuff. And she's like, hey, where's the kid at? Like, where did he go? And they're like, ah, well, you know, he's he's a good kid. And she's like, well, what did you say to him? Like, what what's going on here? Like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to tell these people? And uh, Tony turns to Happy and he goes, you still got that ring? And Happy goes, yeah, I've been holding on to this since 2008. Pulls an engagement ring out of his suit pocket and, like, tosses it to Tony. And then she's like, what? What's? Can we stop messing around, basically? And (laughs) she walks back through the door, and he, like, follows her and, like, winks. And then, like, walks out the door, and he's holding on to his ring. So I don't know if they actually got engaged. They didn't show that. But that's, I guess that's kind of what they were hinting to. And they even called back to the exact year the first Iron Man came out, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and then, so then we cut back to to Peter Parker. Walk, he walks into his bedroom. And sitting on his bed, it's just like a big brown paper bag. And it has a note on it that says, oh, man, what did the, what did the note say exactly? Um, it says something like, I think you dropped this or 
this is yours or, or something along those lines. I yeah. can't remember exactly what it said, but he opens up the bag and it's the, the first suit that Tony had gave him. Okay. And it's weird because that suit, he originally gave it to him in like a briefcase. So some people are speculating that like, um, since it's in a, it was just in a paper bag this time that maybe Tony like removed all the tech from it. And it's just kind of like, it's a regular, yeah, suit. It's just like a regular suit. I mean, it's, you know, probably still like, you know, cut resistant and, and, and all that stuff and has the web shooters built into it. And it probably still does the eyes because he yeah. needs the eyes to like help him focus. But all the other tech, like having his own AI system and all that stuff. People are thinking Karen. that. Yeah, Karen. Maybe he took that out. Karen. <laughs> yeah, maybe he took that out because since it was just in a brown paper bag this time versus being presented in like this fancy yeah. briefcase. So we don't know. But he puts the suit on. Great stuff coming up here. He puts the suit on, right? So the camera pans from his feet upward. He's just in his bedroom. Puts the suit on, pans from his feet up to his face. He hasn't put his mask on yet. He turns around to look out of his window and his door is open. Like his bedroom door is open. Aunt May walks up, sees him about to put this mask on and goes, what the f-? And then the movie cuts off. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So that's what so you missed. So disappointed I missed all that. <laughs> yeah. That's what you missed. Um, and then, so I'm guessing you didn't see any of the after credit scenes nope. either. There were two. So the first one, um, the first one, it was, we see the vulture in prison and a guy, walk, one of the inmates walks up to him and he's like, hey, um, do you know who that Spider-Man guy is? Because when I get out of here, I'm going to take care of him. And the vulture looks at him and he goes, no, even though we know that he, that he knows who he is so i don't know um and then the final the final end credit scene was um shoot what was it i honestly don't remember come on man i don't i can't what is it what was it i was hoping it had something to do with the other movies maybe other did it that's what I was hoping, but you know, I didn't get to see it. What was it? Oh man, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Shit, I really can't remember. Alright. Well we'll give you a minute to like, come back All right. that's, Yeah, we'll come back to that. So let's talk about the movie. Alright, so Anyway. Initial thoughts. My initial thoughts? Yep. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked it a lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think? did a lot too yeah. i thought they did a really good job I they did a really good job too i mean look marvel is another one where they just you know they didn't disappoint like i i i enjoyed the movie quite a bit um you, so you just said marvel so this is something i thought was confusing about it okay because i thought um disney's marvel had the character fully now and like like Sony still had like the universe of Spider Man, and that's why there's gonna be like those future like Venom movies and stuff coming yeah. out. But I thought this movie was gonna be solely done by Disney. But I mean, the first thing you see is the big Sony thing come out. Yeah. So it was done by Sony too. Do you know how that worked? Was it both that made it, or is it just yeah. strictly Sony? So I think the way because the, they did the Disney entry too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the way the deal went is that 
Marvel had had creative control of the movie, so they basically you know took care of the script, the casting, the director, all that stuff. They basically had creative control of the entire movie, and Sony has the distribution rights to the movie. Okay. Right. So um, when it comes out on like home video and all that stuff, it's gonna be a big Sony symbol on it. Um, I think that's how <clears throat> they took care of it, basically. So they're both kind of making money out of the deal, yeah. basically. Um, so, but yeah, no, Sony was definitely they definitely made sure <laughs> that their presence was was still felt yeah. uh, in the movie. Which, look, they did the right thing. Like they they should just do this with everything. I don't know what this venture is of trying to establish like a Venom movie without like I don't know what they're doing with that. It sounds like it, it it could be possibly like just a fucking mess, but it's like I don't know. They should I feel just like they're just yeah. They're just worried about making money. Yeah, they they're should, going to. They'll make money. That's what I'm them. saying. Like I, I don't understand. Like it, whatever. Anywho, um, all right. So yeah, let's 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 go through this. So I know you enjoyed the movie. Tell me about it. What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, so I liked. Um. I like that they didn't make it an origin story, which I knew they were going to, but much like, and I kind of like how they're doing that in general, because, you know, they didn't do an origin Batman either, but this Ben Affleck Batman, because, you know, everybody knows it. Um, and I like how they had that little, like, scene in there they just kind of threw in where it's like, oh, so radio, radioactive spider, huh? So they kind of talked about it as an origin, but they yeah. didn't really, like, dig into it. We didn't have to see it. True. Um... Because it's been done. We don't need to see that anymore. We don't, yeah. We've seen it way too many times. We've seen sad Peter Parker. We've seen Uncle Ben killed twice. We've we, we've, right. we've seen the spider bite. Like, we, we've seen it all. I mean, Spider-Man is literally one of the most popular superheroes in the world. Yeah. You know, so with that being said, while not everybody who knows Spider-Man will know his origin story... I mean, like, I got to imagine at least nine out of ten people walking into that theater knows, like, Spider-Man got bit by a spider. Now he has spider powers. Like, that's, you know, like, and and to be honest, that's all you really need. Here's my, so, we didn't get an origin story, right? But here's the thing. So, it's so heavily tied into all the previous Marvel movies. Do you feel as though, say if somebody came into this without seeing any of the other Marvel movies... Do you think that it will work for that person? Like, or do you think they would be confused? I think the very beginning would be super confusing. Okay. Um, so there's a scene in the beginning where it's Peter Parker videotaping, and he's videotaping basically all the scenes we didn't get to see happen um, in Civil War. Which I love, dude. Like, I liked it a lot too, and I thought it was it was funny. Yeah, the beginning of that movie was phenomenal. Like, I I love that. Like, it's basically just like you get to see like this kid because that's what any real kid would be like. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's right. just like freaking like selfie videoing like this entire thing with him. And even the one when he's like in the middle of the fight, he's like, "Oh shoot, he's big now. I gotta go." Like, yeah. I'm like this is that is great. Like, I loved it so much. Like, it was it was so good and. Happy comes in and he's like, "What are you, what are you wearing?" He's like, "What do you mean? I, you told me to suit up. Like I suited up." Yeah. It's like the suit in the case, man. What's wrong with you? Like, 
to see it from his perspective. I I thought this was a closet and he's got a whole another room in his like hotel room. Yeah, like so not only is he like geeking out about fighting alongside like these iconic superheroes, he's also just like amazed by the fact that like he's on a flight for the first time. Like he's going to another country for the first time. Like he's in a hotel that instead of a closet, like, there's a second room behind the door. Like, you know, like, right. everything to him was like, holy <sighs> shit, like, this is this is incredible. Like, so, I really like that. So, I got my notes here. That's why I stepped away for a second. Kind of keep us um, on track, because if not, we just kind of ramble off. Or, you know, just kind of ramble into other, all types of stuff. So, um, but, no, so the point I want to make with that. Yeah. Um, if you had not seen Civil War and you sat down and saw that beginning part, I think you would be super confused. You would be like, what is going on? That's true. I mean, imagine if you haven't seen any of the Spirit movies. Like, you don't even know who Tony Stark is. You'd be, like, super lost. Yeah, that's Who's true. Who's this guy? Like, why yeah. is he? So, so you have to, I think you have to see, you have to at least see Civil War. I agree. So they, you know, Marvel announced that a while back. Um what movie was was it before? I want to say it was before Civil War. They kind of said like, from this point forward, you kind of need to have seen the previous Marvel movies. Like this is not a point yeah. for you to just pick it up and just roll with it. And you know the concern was like, are they gonna lose, you know, audiences because of that? Like people who haven't been dedicated to this universe since the beginning. I, I don't think so. Like. I I like it, you know, like the fact that we don't need like a solo movie, a solo movie, solo movie, team movie, solo movie, solo movie, solo movie, team. Because in all of our minds during like these solo movies, we're always asking the same question. Like, where the hell is everybody else? Yeah. Like what? Like the world is literally, (laughs) they are literally holes in the earth. Like what the heck is like? Are the other Avengers just on vacation at this time? Yeah. Like, what's going on? So, I like it better this way because, in this sense, it's more traditional to an actual comic book, right? If you pick up a comic book, you could pick up a random comic book, and there's a very likely chance that you'll uh, another character will appear in that comic book. Oh, definitely. As if nothing was going on, right? Right. You pick up any random Spider-Man book, there's a very likely chance you'll see another New York hero in that book. And it won't be titled, like, Spider-Man and Daredevil. Like, it'll just be a Spider-Man book where and another Daredevil hero just, yeah, just happens to pop up. <laughs> so I think it's, a, it's more than okay that we have movies like this now where we're seeing the combination of all of these movies together and not just in the big ones, but even in the side solo movies, like we're getting team ups, you know? So like in this one, we got, you know, Iron Man and Spider-Man and Thor, we're going to get Thor and the Hawks going to be in there. So like, I like that. Like, I'm, I, yeah, I'm a I, huge I fan. Smart. I think it's also going to help, you know, younger generations getting into it. They're going to want to go back and watch the older movies. So even from like a, a business standpoint, it's smart. True. For Disney to do that, like. Dude, the Kevin Feige, man, he knows what he's doing. Yep. Up there, man, he's not. He's not president for no reason. He know he he puts on that hat and he knows what the fuck is going on. Do you think we should give a, a little bit of a breakdown of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with that. So, so we talked about the opening scene, right? So, you start off um, 
and you see Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, during the Civil War event, right? Right. And he's it's just a video from his perspective. Like, he's literally just shooting this on his phone. Like, he's just recording it like a normal kid would be. Um, so we see this perspective. This movie literally takes place the day after he comes back. They fought in, what, Berlin, I'm, I'm pretty sure? Yes. Yeah. This takes place literally the day after he gets back from Berlin, right? So right. Civil War is over. The fight's over. He's got to go back to school Captain now. Captain America's on the run. Spider-Man's back in school. Yeah, so here is this 15-year-old boy who is just fighting alongside his heroes. Oh, fun fact, right? Here we go. They confirm that... So there was a scene in Iron Man 2, right? Where um, he's fighting at the end, where he's fighting all like the drones and stuff like that, the droids. I heard this. Yeah, and there the drone lands in front of a kid wearing an Iron Man mask and like an Iron Man glove, and the little hand lights up. So this kid, instead of running, looks up at this drone, puts up his hand, and the drone then uses its recognition to say that that's Iron Man because of the the glowing glove and the face mask. This kid doesn't run away. He goes to basically pretend to shoot this drone. Iron Man swoops down and actually blasts him away. Goes, good job, kid. Flies off. It's been confirmed by Kevin Feige that that kid is Peter Parker. And that is why he idolizes Iron Man so much in this movie. Right? So he's literally, like, Iron Man is like his hero. So we got this 15-year-old boy who was literally just fighting alongside of his hero, right? And even in the movie, he brags about it. Like, when his friend finds out, he's like, yeah. Like, he's like, do you know that guy? And he's talking about Captain America. He's like, yeah, I stole, stole his shield. shield. Like, kind of yeah. braggingly, like, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I took his shield. No, <laughs> no biggie, whatever. Um, so this kid, he's back. He's 15. He comes back from this huge fight, being a hero, right? Now he's back in school. And the whole time he's back in school... He's just thinking to himself that he has all this power and he could be doing so much with it and he wants to be a hero so badly, right? So he's back in school, um, but he's still trying to be a hero. He's still looking for Tony Stark's advice. He's still looking to impress him. He's trying to become a member of the Avengers. Um, But this Spider-Man, we could tell he's still a fresh Spider-Man, right? He's not a seasoned Spider-Man. He's still getting a handle on his powers. He still doesn't fully understand everything. He doesn't. He falls even, once or twice. Yeah, in the movie, he's just he's, like from he's, nothing. He just yeah, falls. He's still pretty clumsy. Like he's still getting a handle on everything. And along this ride, like he's trying to impress Iron Man because he really wants to be a hero. Um, his friend Ned finds out that he's Spider Man, um, and the whole movie is basically just him trying to do whatever he can to save the day. And basically just, he just keeps fucking up. Like, right. And, you know, Iron Man is kind of there like, hey, like, stop it. Like, just focus on the little stuff, man. Like, be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right? We don't need you saving the world. Like, I just need you to keep your section of Queens safe. Like, just. just, Basically just trying to get them, like, a hang of becoming a hero. Yeah. He doesn't need to tackle anything big. More or less, he has training wheels on. Right? Exactly. He's learning how to ride the bike. It's also a reference to the movie, people. We're going to get to it. Um, 
He's he's Iron Man's basically trying to teach him how to ride this bike, and he's trying to teach him how to be a hero. He's trying to teach him how to be a better hero than he is. And the whole time, Spider-Man feels like he's babying him, and he wants to do more, so he keeps trying to do it, but he keeps messing up. Right. Right? Um, so the whole movie, he's trying to get a hold of Iron Man, and he's got to keep um, talking to Happy, which is in the previous movies. Um, he's in Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. I don't yeah. think he's in any of the Avengers, though. Is no, it? he is not. Um, basically, if you remember those movies, it's his bodyguard from the first movie, and they just kind of throw out the movies. He's kind of there for comical relief most of the time. True. Uh, which is the same in this movie. So the whole time Spider-Man's calling him, giving him updates on the things he's done, the people he's saved, um, until he comes across um, these guys robbing ATMs with these high-tech weapons, and then he's trying to put a stop to it. Right, and then that's when he finds out um, that <clears throat> they have these high-tech weapons, so he's trying to figure out, like, where did they come from? Like, this is obviously not human stuff. Like, this is not something man-made. Um, it's got to be some alien stuff in the whole time. So um, the Vulture, which is the main villain of the movie, um, he is basically a construction worker, right? He, he owns right. like a cleaning crew, right? So this is kind of like there's some events that, that are left over from like this building is still collapsed from the Chitauri invasion, um, just from the battles that they've had across New York. So this guy... Which just starts with that. So it starts like right after the battle. Yeah. So he, he puts together. You're right. Yeah. Because it took place eight years ago. Right. Right before. Right after the Chitauri invasion. He had put together like this crew. Spent all his money to do this one big job. Because he thought it was going to really pay off. To clean up all this stuff. Take care of it. Get this building back to whatever. And Tony Stark creates damage control. Which in the comic books that is an actual group damage control literally cleans up after all of the superhero like fights and stuff like that it's basically just like a story behind the scenes of if you ever wondered like when superheroes are fighting in the middle of the city and they're knocking down buildings and tearing up streets and all this stuff like who cleans this stuff up that's exactly what these stories <laughs> they do they tell the story of who cleans it up it's damage control so, and this one is a little bit different. Tony Stark creates the crew damage control. And it's kind of like a government issue type of thing. Um, right. Where they basically are just like, they come into this guy who's going to clean all this stuff up. And they're like, no, this is this is our gig. You guys got to clear out. This is all government officiated now. You, you got to move around. Um, so, the vulture, not the vulture, um, the guy who plays the vulture. What, what was his real name again? Uh whatever so the vulture name either. yeah we just said it last week and i just slipped my mind but the vulture he sees this and like i said he invested all his money in it his family's you know needing this money he's got crew members who has families and he's like man like we're gonna lose all of this money just because you guys came in and wanted to take this away from me so that starts him on the path of becoming the vulture so he decides that if he can't make an honest living, he's going to do what he can to make a living as a thief. Then we also have the villain, the Tinkerer, who... So basically, they start stealing... Their, no, there's a truck left over with a bunch of Chitauri tech 
left in it, and they go, hey, they left one truck behind. Like, they had got one truck out of there um, when they had started the job. One truck was left behind with a bunch of stuff in it. They're like, hey, we left one truck behind. What What do you want us, what does you want us to do with it? And he's like, you know what? World's changing, boys. Time we change with it. Straight from the movie. Um, <laughs> pretty good, if I say so myself. Uh, so the Tinkerer takes this stuff, which is basically... The Tinkerer is just like a madman who just messes with stuff and is very mechanically creative. He knows how to just take pieces of nothing and make them into something, right? So right. he starts making weapons and armor and all this type of stuff. All this stuff that's needed in order to steal more of this stuff. And then they take these weapons and they sell them to the highest bidder, basically. All right, so the Vulture's... Um, uh, inspirations. So that's that's how that happens. So then the movie transpires. So um, made a list here, like I said earlier. So first thing, so we kind of, so that's kind of like the rundown of the story, right? So one thing I did want to address is or one of the first things I want to address is the diversity of this cast. Oh, I was gonna mention that too, like, dude. It was it was hella diverse, it was like super diverse. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Flash Thompson. Like, yeah. threw me off. I'm like, so Flash Thompson is normally this big, buff, like, white jock. jock. White yeah, white yeah. dude. Just buff, white jock, right? So now he's, like, just this Indian dick nerdy of a kid. kid. Yeah, he was just, like, like, slightly less... No, not even slightly less nerdy than Peter Parker. He was just a bully, nerdy Yeah, he was, he was, just, a, he was just a dick. Like, he was just there to basically... Whenever he can mess... With Peter, like that's that's all he really did was just try to mess with him. So it's just, but I mean, I guess if you look at today, that's that's kind of more realistically of what a bully is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about you, but like I never had the stereotypical like bully. You know what I'm saying? Like the big jock, popular guy who's like thinks he's bigger and badder and tougher than everybody else. Like I, I we I never seen like, that yeah, I never in really high school. You know. The high school bullies are more or less basically what this new Flash Thompson is. Just somebody who's just a dick, like, for no reason. They just right. they just feel like they just want to make fun of you whenever they can. They want to embarrass you whenever they can, especially in front of a large group of people. So, but it definitely threw me for a loop to see, like, the diversity of this cast, right? So, we saw, we didn't see a Harry Osborn. No, we didn't. Right? Which um, I'm okay with. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that, too. Uh, so we got his new friend Ned instead, right? right? So yeah, super diverse cast. Like I was, so I liked Ned, it. I liked was, it a lot. The love interest was Liz. Yeah. Was, so she was. We come to find out is mixed. She's black and white. Black and white. And then I even think. Um, it's a spoiler. I mean. Well, we already kind of established that. Yeah. No, that. but another one. I mean, um, MJ, in there. I don't. I think she was mixed too, right? I Zendaya. Like she was, I don't know what she is in real life. I don't know what she's, she is. I think I she's. Like, she's. I want to say she's like black and some I feel Hispanic. Like some Hispanic in there too. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, just extremely diverse. And uh, not to get us off topic, but what would you think about them slipping her in, and like they almost try to keep it a secret? But I don't know. Did you pick up right in the beginning? Because I picked it up right in the beginning. Um, I I didn't pick it up right in the beginning just because. The traditional Peter Parker love interest is Peter is falling over some girl, right? Right. He's he's after her. He's smitten, right? 
it was the reverse. You know, like she didn't show her emotions, but she, she was clearly, clearly like him, yeah. into him. And it was almost as if like he had friends zoned her immediately. Like he barely knew her. She was just a, in some aspects of his life. So it was more of just kind of like you're around. I mean, I don't hate you. We don't really hang out or talk I think much, but that's what I liked fine. about it though, is they made it. They're, they're young still, right? They're like sophomores in high school. Yeah. They're like so now they can grow into this relationship. Cause I mean, he eventually marries her. Right. I mean, it's crazy to think that. But do you think they're going to go the same route? Because technically her name is not Mary Jane. It's Michelle Jones. They still give her the MJ. Right, they give her the MJ. So does that, do you think maybe that was just an afterthought just to kind of like mess with the audience or just or just kind of throw that out there? It's like for the fans? I feel like or? they just did it to, I did it, they did it for the fans, but I feel like they changed her name trying to make it more hidden like you wouldn't see that coming. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it, I mean, it's a, I wasn't, I don't know if I was really surprised by the fact that she called herself MJ, just more so surprised at the fact, like, I guess I'm just wondering where they're going with that character now, right? So, to me, MJ implies that she will at some point be the love interest of Peter Parker, but this movie made it seem like that was never going to happen. But I guess, like you said, I mean, they're sophomores, right? Yeah. You have time, like, he was just... He liked the really popular girl, the, the very pretty girl. And again, like, she wasn't even, like, the traditional, like, she's a cheerleader or whatever. Like, she was on the Scholastics team yeah. with him. Like, she was... Right. Wasn't she... I think she was, like, the captain she of was it the or captain something of it. like that. Like, yeah. yeah, she was, like, the lead of it, which was crazy. So, I'm like, this is... It's very different, right? Um. So... Yeah, so we talked about the MJ thing. We talked about the the diversity thing. Um, what did you think of like the action scenes? What or better yet, we'll start here. What did you think of the suit? Did you like the extra toys and added gadgets and things like that? Or did it ever seem like too much to you? I liked it because you know what? If if you're gonna write a story, if you're gonna write a story like this, where you're gonna have Iron Man be your mentor, right? And you're gonna Iron and Man's Iron not Man makes you your suit for suit. you. Yeah. He's yeah. going to make you a suit. He's, he's going to make you a suit. Yeah, he's going to take it out. That's his so thing. If you're going this route with this story, then yeah, your suit has to be like that. Yeah, you can't have a traditional Spider-Man suit with nothing special about it. That's fair. That's um, fair. It, it's interesting just to see him get a suit like this so early in his career. Right. But uh, I mean, there's the training wheels thing, which we've kind of mentioned earlier. Yeah. So built into the suit, it's, it's called the training wheels protocol, which is basically just... There's a lot of things this suit can do, but initially Peter only knows about maybe five or six different things because there's this protocol that Tony built into the suit called the Training Rules Protocol that stops him from accessing all of the features and um, all of the features and stuff of the suit, right? So he has everything from, I think she said like 96 different types of web shooter combinations everything from the regular ones to the electrified ones to web grenades to yeah. all types of crazy stuff there's a kill mode which <laughs> i thought was insane i was like what the heck was tony think like why would he give this 15 year old kid a kill mode in his suit like that's nuts but maybe the suit is built to have for years and years 
Well, obviously it was. I mean, he, you know, he but moved still, past I mean, it. Like kill mode yeah, but a kill mode is a bit much. The taser webs I thought were cool. I like I liked a lot of the different webs. I like the grenade web. I like the taser webs because, you know, in the comic books and in the past, like he's done those things. It's just, um, they never like I guess called it out. Like it was just kind of like it just he just did it right. Right. They never really like called it out. Um, what do you think of the in- interrogation mode? Um, it was clear there just to be funny, which yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> like, but that was just in. meant to be a humorous. And he's like, like, "Dude, what? You never did this before, have you? Like, what's going on?" Right. He like turns off, turns it off. He's like, "God, it's like interrogation mode. So stupid." I was just like, this. I was like, ah, that's that was great. I liked it a lot. It was funny too because he was like standing in there, like not even like in a threatening manner. He was just like standing there, like just talking funny yeah. to him. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? And he's like shorter than him too. Like, yeah, he should have like went up on the wall or something to be a creepier. Right, tried like. to be, definitely. I agree. It just masked his voice basically, and like I, I think he's only like Batman. That's what it is. Yeah, I think he could even tell. Like you're you're a kid, dude. You're not even. I can tell you're not even a man. Like, yeah. you're, you're a kid under there. Like, you're the same dude who just saved me, like, two nights ago. Like, I know it's you. What yeah. are you doing? Um, but no, I really enjoyed all the features of the suit. Um, the, the spider drone on his chest. I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. What did you think about the AI? I loved it. So, we got Karen, right? Karen. Which... I love when he was, like, trying to do a name, and he was like, Liz, no. No, that's creepy. That yeah. Liz. <laughs> was great <laughs> but yeah i mean it's funny because i mean for one thing I, you almost feel like spider-man needs it just because true fucking accidents happen far away and he needs to know how to get there he can't fly yeah. like yeah and she's like getting the best route yeah she's like routing really him and stuff she's like a gps <laughs> she's like she's like hey would you like to hear what's going on she like amplifies yeah. the hearing and stuff for him um so yeah it was really cool um Fun fact, right? So, the woman who did the voice of Karen actually is Paul Bettany, Bettany's wife, who Paul Bettany is now the Vision in the Marvel Universe, but he was originally the voice of Jarvis, right? Yeah, so, that's it kind of cool. came like, hey, now, now, <laughs> hey, I'm an AI too now, babe. Like, you know, like... <laughs> like how does it feel to come home and say that she also played um betty ross in the incredible hulk movie from 2008 which was like a bruce banner's love interest right right so she's still it's cool that they brought That's, her back is that the first hulk or is that the second hulk that is the one where he fights the abomination all right that's the second one. yeah which okay. is the second one it's not the other weird sad like one. Weird dad one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's the, it's, the, it's the second one um so yeah i thought it was cool that they like you know bringing back like people from the past who've been in marvel movies and like switched it over right yeah um so we talked about the interrogation mode scene so the guy he was interrogating whose name is what is it aaron so the actor's name is Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. Glover. Get it right. Glover, I'm sorry. From yeah. Community. You ever watch that show? I never watched that I show. I love no. that show. You should check it out. I should watch Nothing it. Nothing to do with superheroes. He also is an ATL, which I heard is really, really good. Aaron Davis, that's his name. Aaron Davis. Yeah, yeah. so Aaron Davis, which is... I also like his music. Just before I go with that. Yeah, it's Childish Gambino. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's All pretty right, legit. Moving on. Absolutely. 
No, I mean he's doing a lot he's of big things. Guy. He's doing a lot of big things. He's gonna be in the Han Solo solo movie. All right. right. Pretty pretty. I mean, I feel like if you're gonna be an actor, being in a Star Wars movie has to be like at the peak of your career. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. kind of like a that's definitely a, a, a notch up there. Like hey, like I've been in this. Like yeah. I've been in Star Wars. You know, so that's that's pretty legit. And he hasn't been. I don't think he's been acting for that long, has he? I mean, Community was like kind of a long time ago. Okay. And it ran for a few seasons, and then it's like been off for a while. I got you. Um, but yeah, I never watched that show. So he plays Aaron Davis, which in the comic books is the villain, the Prowler. He's basically just a thief. Like it's it's right. So yeah. I was wondering this when I saw him because I thought he was a big actor to be in this movie and just to be like this like random thug that they yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. From to interrogate in one scene and try to be like gun in the other, like he's way too big of an actor. For yeah. Me. I, so I was sitting there thinking to myself that he's gotta be something more. Something more. You will be right, my friend. You will be right. So he is something more. So um, like I said, he's the prowler, right? He which is basically just a thief, which makes sense why he was kinda on that route. But you know, when he's talking to when he's when he's talking to, to Peter, um, after he turns off the interrogation mode and everything like that, and he, he tells him like, Hey, you know, like, thanks for saving me. Like, you know, it's 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 good to know that somebody like you is out here protecting us. Like, I got I have a nephew that lives in this city. It's good to know that somebody like you is around, right? His nephew is Miles Morales. Ah, man. Yeah. You know, I was wondering that, too, when I saw yeah. it. Yeah. That's awesome. Look at that look on your face. I know you can't man. see it, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's all our listeners who that is. Yeah, we, we talked about it in our previous. Episode, we did, but a quick word. So yeah, he's the uncle of Miles Morales, which is um, the ultimate, the new. He became the new version of alt, uh, the new version of Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe, right? So the Ultimate Universe is just a spinoff from the main Marvel Universe. It's like a different world, uh, and in that universe, Peter Parker dies, and Miles Morales takes over. Miles Morales is. A 12-year-old black Hispanic mixed kid who, same thing, got bit by a radioactive spider. And he took over as Spider-Man went after Peter Parker died. Right? So, when when Marvel first announced that they were going to be putting Spider-Man into their movies now. That they made that whole deal with Sony. Spider-Man was going to pop up in the MCU. A lot of people actually thought, you know, hey, if you really wanted to be different, Marvel... Do let's do let's get Miles Morales. We've seen Peter Parker already. We've seen him twice. You really want to be different? Give us Miles Morales. So while they did still give us Peter Parker, it looks like eventually we might be getting the Miles Morales. Spider Man is supposed to, you know, so Kevin Feige's already confirmed that after the last Avengers, right? And we kick off phase four, Spider Man is supposed to be kind of like the new head of the mcu kind of like what iron man is right now right spider-man is supposed to kind of like fill that role because we after the fourth avengers the mentor thing makes yeah more sense with that it's all we don't now. know who's coming back right a lot of the actors contracts are going to be over a lot of them they're not sick of these movies but you can they they're kind of getting fatigued with them just just on the physical aspect of it right getting in shape working out doing all this stuff like they kind of want to a lot of them want to kind of venture and do do some other things, kind of shake it up. They all seem to really enjoy doing this, but contracts are going to be over. 
they kind of want to move along, move, move on. So we don't know if, if Robert Downey Jr. is going to come back after the final Avengers. So Spider-Man is supposed to take over. So if, if we see this kind of play out right, you know, we could by say like the third Spider-Man movie, we could be looking at like a 21, 23 year old Spider-Man who is now like this mentor to this kid, Miles Morales, right? So the right. new Spider-Man. So that'd be... That'd be really cool. Man. Do you think they'll go that awesome. route? Like, mentor? Or they think... I think so. comic book route and kill Spider-Man? No. Like I don't, Peter Parker. I don't say. think they're going to do it that way. Just because... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's the route they're going to take. Just... Yeah, Peter never met... They like, don't generally kill... Oh big character no they don't avengers we've killed quicksilver yeah which was that's yeah so the fourth avengers might change that it, it probably undoubtedly will change that right i mean some of them have to die don't you think i feel like yeah to really give weight and gravity to that like some of them have to die like it just has to happen um and plus again like some of them won't be coming back so that could be like a good way to be like hey this is why they're not around anymore because they're, dead. <laughs> they're either dead or like there's they're crippled or you know they they somehow they've been taken out of the game yeah so i don't know if they would necessarily kill off spider-man i don't think they would because then that would that would establish that miles morales will like take over completely as spider-man in the mcu and i don't know i think i think it would be cool to get like kind of like a like a team-up movie of the two of them you know what i'm saying kind of like yeah. a like almost like, and they probably have kind of like a a teacher student type of dynamic, or even like a father son kind of dynamic, or maybe even more like a like a big brother little brother type of dynamic. I think that'd be really yeah really fun to do, right? It'd be it'd be a really cool thing. Um, so there's quite a few things that are taken. So that's taken from the comic books, right? The 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 Prowler, Miles Morales. There's there's quite a few Easter eggs in the movies. Um, another thing. That's pretty much taken right out of the comic books. It's a very iconic comic. Um, is the the scene where he gets crushed by the roof, right? And he's laying under the rubble. Which I really like that scene, right? Because this whole time we see, and I really, I think this is what I really, really enjoyed about the movie is that this this Spider Man, this Peter, he's so young, right? He's, he's young, and throughout the entire movie, we see that he's not only young, but he's very naive. Right? He, doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he wants to be a hero so badly, but he just doesn't know what he's doing. Right? Yeah. So, I guess in, in, in the lead up to that, um, we find out that... So, throughout the movie, right, he, he, he follows around this girl, Liz. Like he, he really wants to talk to this girl... He wants to be with her. The whole scene happens. What did you think about the action scenes? Like the fight scenes and stuff? I liked them. I thought they were... Yeah, very Spider-Man-y, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought that the, the train... the Not the train. The boat scene, right? Was going to be like the big focal point of the movie. But it actually... Yeah, it, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. No. So, I mean... Those, I think that was the big, like, uh, I just messed up scene. Yeah. He, just, he messed that whole thing. He messed up definitely, so definitely. badly right there. Definitely. I think it would have been better if they didn't... If in the trailer they didn't show Iron Man come out of the suit. Like, so, uh, Tony step out of the suit. 
because earlier in the movie, yeah, earlier in the movie, Iron Man shows up to help, but he's remotely controlling the suit, right? So he's not actually in it. So he opens it up, like Peter's drowning, and he comes to swoop out and save him, and he opens the suit up, and there's nobody in it. Yeah. So he's like, "You're not even there." So then later on, when we see that scene, Peter's like mad at Tony. He's like, "You're not even here. Like, what are you doing? Like." You're sitting up here and you're telling me all this, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stop this from happening, and you don't even show up. Yeah, you don't even show up, and then he steps out of the suit. Yeah, I feel like that moment would have had a little more to it if we didn't already know, yeah, like if, he was in the suit that yeah, that actual definitely. time, right? I thought that would have been cool if if we didn't know that part, but nonetheless, it was still a good scene. Like the boat scene was still amazing. I still really enjoyed it. Um, and again, you kind of see like him doing this. And he still like even during that scene, he doesn't completely know what he's doing. Like he's he he has the reflexes, he has the agility, but like he uses his suit to like scan like all of the like the strongest parts of the ship to hold them together. And even after he webs it all up, like it starts to break apart again. So like yeah. it was a really good scene. So I still really enjoyed it despite the fact that it was in the trailer because we didn't know. We didn't know how the ship actually split in half. That was a little bit of a surprise to me. Yeah. That it was actually his fault. fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, like... It wasn't his fault in the sense that he showed up there. (laughs) It was his fault in the sense that, like, he actually caused it. Like, it was his... He did it. Like, if you weren't there, nothing like that would even happen. Or if you hadn't interfered or tried to fight the vulture, it definitely wouldn't have happened. So, it's kind of like... Could you imagine if you were, like, one of the people that had your car that, like, went into, like, the lake... Or the ocean, whatever you want to call that water. <laughs> You'd be so Oh, I'd be angry. so pissed. I would definitely be writing a letter to Iron Man. Like, hey, look here. Look here, Tony. I need a, guy, a new new goddamn car. All right? You better tell this spider kid to yeah, bring me one. Shit, like. uh, cut the shit out. I need a new car. Uh, but no, that would have been great. Um, I Yeah, I'd have been really pissed about that. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, we see that. And then... Um, we have the, the second big action piece, which is when he's at the Washington Monument, right? And he saves that, he stops the elevator from dropping. Dude, the vulture in this movie is pretty menacing. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like, he's just a man, but when he puts on those wings and has like those claw feet, it's kind of like, he seems as if he's more than a man, right? Like, he's just, he's his man, but you, you, you like can't even get close to this dude. Because like, with these wings, he's just like... He takes off and like the propellers just like just blowing yeah. everything. Like it's crazy. I was like, man, like it's a it's a huge change from the comic books, right? Because he just looks goofy in the comic books. Um, but no, I really I really got the sense that like like man, like yeah, you don't want to mess with this dude. Um, so the vulture's doing it for his family, right? So, um, and you kind of see him. You kind of see his transition from kind of like a guy who's like, from kind of like a guy who's like, just, he knows what he's doing, right? He's stealing things, but he's kind of like, this is all I do. Like, and I'm just doing it for my family. Like, I'm I'm just taking what I feel like is mine, right? Right. And and he's doing it because he wants to give his family a better life. And then when he, when he kills the first guy who was the shocker, basically. Yeah. Um. And he, you could like he makes a mistake. Like they kind of, obviously they kind of add a humorous twist to it. You know, he shoots the guy and he's like, 
Oh man, I thought you said that was a gravity gun. Like, yeah. But he freaking disintegrated this dude. Yeah. Like, this dude's a pile of ashes now on the floor. Like, you, but you kind of see, kind of like, like he didn't mean to do it, but at the same time, he's kind of like, well, shit happens. Yeah, he was going to get in my way. Like, I had to do what I had to do. So you kind of see that transition of him from. You see him get darker and darker. Yeah, you definitely see him get darker and darker. Because even in the, like, the, the Tinkerer really wants him to do this one big job. And the big job is that uh, Tony is moving everything out of the Avengers Tower to the new Avengers headquarters. The Tinkerer thinks that they should rob the plane that's going to be transporting everything. Right? So the Tinkerer the whole time is like, man, you should, we should take care of this. Like, we should do this job. This job could be the last job. Like, if we do it, that'll be it. And he's, he's kind of like, no, we need to stick to small stuff we need to stay under the radar like i don't need iron man or the avengers or any of them swooping down like busting this up because i gotta provide for my family like i don't need to be in prison like i need this to happen so again we kind of see him transition into you know what no like let's do this like i'm I'm gonna yeah and it's still it's still to him it's still all about his family just because his other deals went wrong because even though Spider-Man's messing up, he's still preventing those deals from going through. Right, right. Which which kind of makes you feel for the guy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, of course what he's doing is wrong, but it's it's kind of hard to argue with how he feels, right? So Tony Stark, who in this in this universe, I mean, he's dude, he's a terrible person. Like, I mean, he really is. Like, he used to yeah. make weapons for terrorists, basically. He didn't care what happened. He just cared about the money. Then he, like, freaking, you know, he, look, he does a lot of stuff. He builds a killer robot. Like, he's messed up a lot, right? So he's kind of a terrible guy in this universe. And the Vulture is just kind of like, look, man, like, that that dude sits up in his, in his rich house and he has all this stuff and he doesn't have a care in the world. He doesn't care about people like me. Like, you know, and he even takes what I thought was going to be my big break away from me. Exactly. Right? So he's mad about this. And all he wants to do is give his family a good life. Right? So speaking of his family, then we come to find out. You want to give him a big twist? I want to talk about Iron Man for a quick second. All right, do it. I think this is a good point that you you were kind of making. All right. That he, Tony Stark's not a great guy because most of his stories is him fixing his own mistakes. True. You know Good what point. I mean? Like the first one movie, his tech on somebody's hands. He had to go get it back. He had to go take it. His business partner didn't like it. Try to fight him with the tech that he made. Second movie, his tech got into somebody else's hands again. Age of Ultron, his tech, killer robot. Yeah. It's just him fixing his own mistakes from the things he's done. Yeah. Now it's all been his control. I mean, not necessarily, but still. But he's a terrible guy and he doesn't. He's not good at owning up to his mistakes. Which is exactly what his opinion, his uh, his point is with Spider-Man is that he wants Peter Parker to be better than him. Yeah, he says... He's, he's made all these mistakes and he's got to clean it up. He doesn't want Spider-Man to go out and make all these mistakes. He's yeah. going to have to clean up himself. He even tells he him, like, hey, look, don't do not do anything I would do. And he in that big scene where he comes out of the suit, like, he tells him, like, hey, like, dude, like... I wanted you to be better. He Peter says, like, I'm just trying to be like you. And he says, I wanted you to be better. 
And that's why he takes the suit away from him. Right. right? He wanted him to be a better person than he is. Because at this point, he does realize, like, he's fucked up quite a bit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I want you to do better than I did. Like, don't be a terrible person like me. Like, don't make the mistakes I did. He even had, like, that little bit of a moment in Civil War when, like, all their superheroes are all locked up. And he realizes all Captain America is trying to do is stop like the other super soldiers from rising. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, fuck, I should probably go help do this too. Yeah. Like he tries to do the right thing, but he makes choices that have consequences that are not what he wants. For sure. Before we get to the big twist too, I want to know, I want to ask you, how did you feel about the dynamic of the villains and particularly um, Shocker's role? Ah. Uh... I don't know. I guess it was a little underwhelming. I want to say. I completely agree. Cause yeah, I thought I, don't know. I like Shocker. Like I've read comic books with Shocker in it. I've I remember playing the video game and fighting Shocker in it. Yeah. And he's he's a bigger character than he was in this movie. Yeah. And they kind of they. Kinda... I mean, they had two. They had the one they killed him, and then he's yeah. like, now you're the Shocker. And he didn't even have like blast things. He had like punching things. Right. Yeah. He they made him seem very dispendable, uh, expendable. Right. Right. Yeah, and I mean, he he basically had the same tools that Crossbones had at the beginning of the Civil War. Right. Like, he exactly. had the same arm gauntlets. Like they just, I don't know if in Civil War if they just punched, like they were just heavy, or if they actually shocked. Because this one added like a, obviously some a electricity through it. Yeah. Um, and he only had one, which I kind of thought was weird. Like I expect him to have two. Did you notice that his his Costume, I'm saying quotation marks. Yeah. Was that jacket, but the jacket had the yellow on it. The like yellow. It did yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like, I was like, at least they did that. Yeah. But yeah, because in the comics, it basically looks like he has boring. on a yellow quilt. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the pattern of a quilt, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess if I look back, when I look back on the movie, like, he's probably the most forgettable. But at the same time, I guess we got to think that. We've seen them try to pack Spider-Man movies full of villains before and fail tragically. Like, just I agree. fucking bomb it. But at the same point, I wouldn't put characters in and then not do them, them justice. justice. Yeah. I, I mean, that's fair. Because, I mean, come on. He didn't, even, he didn't even shoot anything. Yeah. And, like, if you weren't a Spider-Man fan... You would see that character and think nothing of him. And they're not going to have him in, like, I mean, they could have him in another movie, but they're not going to give him They like, might carry him along. I mean, he didn't die. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's still he alive. Lived. He's he still lived. alive. He's... And that's another thing with this movie, too. Like, the villains came out of it. You know, like, a lot of Marvel movies, we see the villains either die or get blown up or sent away or something like that. Like, you think just, like, the last couple of them, like, Doctor Strange, like... Uh, his villain got trapped in um, the zone with Dormammu, right? Yeah. Uh, he's gone. You know, so it's just kind of like... Or actually, no, he 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 fell apart. Like, he disintegrated. Yeah, he disintegrated. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, so Loki obviously has stayed around. Loki's been really the only one that stayed around. Other than that, like, all of the other villains have died. I mean, um, shoot. The villain in Civil War. Why am I drawing Baron Zemo. He stayed alive. He tried to kill himself. He did. Black Panther Black stopped Panther him. Black Panther stopped it. But do you think we'll see him again? I don't think we'll see him in Infinity Wars. Yeah, we definitely won't. But I think there's a possibility that he might after be. that that you could see him if they continue with an like a Captain America Captain story? America story. And yeah. you could even see him with not even necessary because I mean this is not the 
they didn't like do him like they did in the original Captain America where he's like just as old as Captain America and living years and years. This was yeah. a young guy. So you can see him be in future Captain America movies with not Steve Rogers. Oh. Um, you can see him. I mean, you can even see him in a Black Panther movie. You yeah. can see him in all the things. That's true. But I'm trying to think, did all the characters die only in the first... Well, if we run through them real quick, so Iron Man one, I can't remember if I know Iron he got Monger, defeated, but did he die? He died. Yeah, he died. He blew up in the arc reactor. Right. 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 Then we got Iron Man two. Um, he died. They blew his head off. Right, because they both blasted um, the, the the charge beams yeah. together, and then basically blew him up. Uh, we got Captain America, the the first Captain America. Um, Red Skull died. Yeah, I don't know if he's really dead. He might not be. So right, he he might not be. But at this point, I don't know how, when, or if they would even reintroduce him. Yeah. To the series, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Bucky didn't die, so he's Bucky still around. Die. Um, which I guess that works out. Uh, who else we got? Thor. The first Thor, the villain was. Loki, obviously, he didn't, he didn't die. die. But the second Thor, the villain was the Dark Elf. He died. Then yeah, you so got, I guess most of these characters yeah, do die. Most of the main villains die. And they didn't, yeah, and they yeah. didn't do it in Spider Man. That's what I'm saying. They kept him around, like he's actually still alive. So that's that's something. Make of what you will with that, sir. All right, big twist. Big twist. I didn't see it coming. I don't know if you saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. And some people kind of scoffed it off, but I thought it was very well done because I didn't see it coming. Exactly. There was no hint. I literally went wow like, yeah. in the movie. I was like, wow. I did the same thing. I was like, wow. I, I think I literally <laughs> said, wow, because there was no hints to it, right? There was no lead up. There was no build up. There was no little, little, little breadcrumb droppings of what was going to happen. Peter goes, asks Liz to homecoming, goes to pick her up from her house. Ding dong. Guess who answers the door? The Vulture. Crazy. Crazy. And that was another thing. That's another thing where the diversity of this movie came into play. Because I never would have thought that she'd have a white father and a black mother. Like, I just I, I just wouldn't have put it together, right? Like, I, I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, when, when I then looked at her, I was like, okay, yeah. I could, I could see that you'd be a mixed child. But I never had thought of it beforehand, right? So I was just, I think that helped. That also helped the surprise because I was like, oh shit, like, and we've seen this done in like Spider Man movies before. In fact, we've seen it done in almost every Spider Man movie before where right. Peter thinks he knows somebody and then they turn out to be somebody else or they're close, his villains are close to him in some kind of way and then he finds out who they are, right? You see that in, yeah, I in, mean Green Goblin, yeah, and, and Harry, yeah, and then you got, even his uh, father, right? Yeah, and, his and then even when we go up to the Amazing Spider-Man series, like Gwen and Gwen's father being the police officer that hates yeah. him, <laughs> the lizard was the professor he went to go see, yeah. right? So we we see in in every Spider-Man movie that the villain is somebody that Peter Parker knows or is close, somehow related to his everyday life, right? In right. this case, it's the girl that he really likes is father right and i thought from that point on like in the home i felt the tension like i think he did a really good job he with that. did like because even i was like 
shit, like, this is, this is awkward, like, holy, like, this is the dude I've been trying to stop, like, I know who he is, like, man, I was like, that's messed up, and, you know, they showed this, that's, they, they showed the scene in the trailer where you see him in a car, and he turns around, and he goes, don't mess with me, because I will kill you and everyone you love. And I kept thinking to myself, I wonder where that part of the movie is going to come into play. And the fact that it comes into play that, so he's taking them to this homecoming dance. Yeah. And they're like talking about like Spider-Man. And she's like, yeah, dad, um, he knows Spider-Man. Like they're friends, they're buddies. And he's like, wait, what? Well, no, I wouldn't really say that. We're, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him every once or twice when I'm interning for Mr. Stark. <laughs> You know, and she talks about like how every time Spider Man shows up, he's been missing. And you see the spark you see him like the vulture like piecing it together in his mind, like, wait a second. Okay. Okay. And you can kinda see him like he's roughly your height. He's probably about your build. And it's almost as if and he almost has a moment of not just like holy shit this kid is him, but also, like, this kid is Spider-Man. Like, he's a fucking child. Like, he's not even... He's 15 years old. He's in high school. He's taking my daughter to a high school dance. Like, this is a child. And he still pulls a gun on this dude. Like, right. Like, they pull up to to the gate, and he's kind of like, he's like, all right, babe, let's. I'm gonna have the dad talk with him, blah, blah, blah. You know, and he freaking pulls a gun out of the glove compartment and turns around and it's just like look buddy i know who you are now right i i figured it out i'm not an idiot you saved my daughter's life so i'm gonna repay you the favor and i'm gonna save yours right now i'm not gonna kill you so i need you to go in there show my daughter a good time but not too good of a time not too good of a time and just (laughs) forget about this like and he almost even tells him like his plan like hey i got one more one more gig and just just don't mess with this because you don't understand what's going on right and in a sense he doesn't peter doesn't understand this right he doesn't understand that this man has so much taken away from him and he's just trying to provide and in that sense you almost feel like and i don't know maybe you maybe you might have felt differently but for me i almost kind of felt like when he told him like hey i just got one more job like if you just stay out of it we can go our separate ways and we can leave this alone, right? Which I, I, I believed them. Yeah, me I too. Completely believe. I believe them too. And it's almost kind of like, I almost kind of thought to myself like, damn, maybe he shouldn't, maybe he should just leave him alone. Like maybe he should just let him just do it. Like it's just one job. Like he just, he just wants to give his family a good life. Maybe Peter should just leave him alone. Like he told him like, it's just one more. Yeah. Like I, that's it. And I'm, then I'm done. Like I just, I just got to make this one happen. Um, but of course, and, and again, this is, it's what I love about this character, this version of him is that he doesn't understand, right? He doesn't get this. He just knows. And he even tells the vulture that when he shows up in this warehouse, he's like, look, you're stealing things and you're selling weapons to bad people. And I know that that's wrong. Maybe I don't understand everything, but that's wrong and it needs to stop. And that's where you really see like how naive he is, but he just wants to be a hero. Like he's yeah. just he just wants to be a good person. 
he sees something wrong happening and he wants to stop it, right? He knows that that's wrong and he just wants it to change. And he even says it like a kid, like you're doing, you're selling bad things to bad people and that's bad, right? It's not some big overwhelming like superhero speech. It's just like what you're doing is bad, dude. And like we need to we need to stop. Like you you got to stop it. So we fucking do something like <laughs> I, I gotta stop you um but yeah get into the rubble scene right so the vulture then blasts he he calls in his wingsuit which i thought was pretty cool that could function without him in it i was like oh that's pretty it's kind of like remote controlled or whatever and it like, kind of reminds me of like the old green goblin with the glider, glider. yeah it does you're right it does kind of give off that vibe and he calls it in and he basically knocks out all the support beams and basically br- literally brings down the entire roof on a Peter Parker. There's a comic strip, not a, just a strip, but there's a book where there's a scene exactly like that. I mean, there's a roof, a pile of rubble that comes down on Peter. There's literally water dripping just like in it. And he he's at a point where he feels like he can't lift it, right? And dude, like that, that scene, when that happens and he just reacts like any normal not just normal person, like not just normal kid, but any normal person would. Where he just, he just literally starts screaming for his life, yeah. right? Like he's just like, dude, he's like literally just like help. Like he, he's just screaming because he doesn't know what else to do. He, he thinks he's about to die, and he's just screaming for his life. And it's like that's how any normal person will react. Like you can see, like this kid, he's not a hero quite yet because he. He doesn't know how to handle these situations. Like he just screams like a normal kid, like hoping somebody will hear him. And then we see him have the big moment, right? They they change the line. It's not with great power comes great responsibility. We see, we we hear Tony Stark's voice. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it, right? And right. That gives him the strength, and he looks at himself, and he sees half a Spider-Man mask, half his normal face, and he kind of realizes like. It's who he is, you know, um, and he lifts the rubble. And that's in the comic books. He kind of thinks about like his Aunt May and his Uncle Ben and reflects on them. And that's what gives him the strength to lift that rubble off of him. Um, even though it he could barely do it, he managed to summon the strength to do it. It's kind of the same thing in the movie, which I thought I really, really enjoyed. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that was a really good scene. Yeah, I was like, that's a great, great homage to the comics. And then. We get the big fight, right? So the vultures trying to take down, uh, trying to steal the stuff off the plane that just took off. Peter somehow makes it onto it, and we get the big, big ending fight. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it was a good fight, um, and I don't know what it was gonna be because I feel like up to this movie you didn't see them like fight, fight too much. You saw the vulture lifts Spider-Man up high and drop him, and you saw. Spider-Man shoot webs at him on the boat as the boat's falling apart and Vulture fly away. Yeah. You didn't see him fight, fight, but I thought it was a good scene. Um, what about when they get to the ground? And I liked... Yeah, so they get to the ground. I like the fact that even though all this is happening, even though Spider-Man's like, you know, this is the bad guy, I have to stop him, he still, like, tries to save him. Right? Yeah. So he... Vulture lifts up the... the cargo i'm gonna call it and his his glider suit's about to explode and he knows it and he's shooting his webs trying to hold him down trying to tell him it explodes and even if that is 
he's like, okay, come on. I have to go under the spire. I have to pick him up and I have to take him out. Yeah. And I think that's good to see in the sense like, I can't let anybody die. I can't let anybody get hurt. This is He's a bad guy, but he's still a human. I have to call yeah. him and save him. And I mean, the vulture like whooped his ass in that fight dude. yeah like, i know he got I was like holy shit dude like and again it's like this he this kid does not know what he's doing like because in reality like that's a normal dude like yeah he has this big monstrous suit on but if peter was to punch him in the face like he could possibly at least knock him unconscious if not snap his neck right right but it's like Dude, the vulture, like, he has that darkness inside of him, right? He has that ruthlessness that, that Spider-Man doesn't, he obviously doesn't have, but he doesn't understand yet that criminals are like, like, real criminals are like this. Like, this is his real first, like, super villain, so to speak. Um, and he doesn't really know what he's doing. And, you know, some people said, like, hey, um, you know, why is it that, in Civil War, Spider-Man seemed like he really knew what he was doing. And now, in this movie, it, it doesn't seem that way, right? He seems like he's less skilled in this movie than he was in Civil, Civil War. War. Which, if you think about it, and even Iron Man, like Tony Stark, brings this up to him. He's like, look, dude, like, yeah, you did a good job, but we weren't out to kill each other. Like, if he wanted to... Steve could have killed you, no problem. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like you think about it, and he's like, "Yeah, he he definitely could have. Like, any one of them could have murdered him, no problem." Right? Like, you, you think about who Steve had on his team, and it's like, pretty much any one of them could have killed him. Maybe with the exception of like Falcon, but even Falcon could have seriously hurt. hurt this kid. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. They're all, they've been doing this. Like, if, if, and if they haven't been doing this, like, the ones who haven't been doing this whole superhero thing for a long time, like Falcon or whatever, or Scarlet Witch, like, Falcon has seen war. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he knows what it's like to kill. He knows what it's like to see death. Like, he's seen this before. And you think Scarlet Witch, dude, I mean, if she wanted to, she could have ripped, literally ripped his body apart, right? So it's just kind of like, he was... In that fight, he was way in over his league, but he didn't realize it because they weren't fighting with the intent to take permanently take each other out. They're just trying to stop each yeah. other. Yeah, the vulture was fighting with the intent to literally stop this kid. Like at one point, like you know, he dude when he lands on him and like clamps the claws down on his chest, I'm like, holy shit! And he like flies and just bangs him yeah. against the ground. I'm like, Jesus, this kid is getting tore up. Like this is this is crazy. But of course, he triumphs, and like you said, he, he even saves him in the process. Um, and that's pretty much the last of what you saw, right? After that, I mean, it really just went to like yeah, the last 10 then, minutes before the power went out. Yep. So I feel like we got we got we to gotta get to our close calls real quick. For sure. But one more thing I wanted to bring up. How did you feel about the Captain America videos through the movie? I thought they were hilarious. And... That was what the final post credit scene was. Ah. It was a final Captain America video. And he says in the video, he's like, hey, like, how much more of these, how many more of these do I have to do? Like, are people really, are they really listening to this? And it's it's funny almost because we sat through this whole credit and it almost seemed as though he was talking to us. 
kind of like, <laughs> like, why are you still here? Like, are you are you disappointed that this is? <laughs> we're kind of wasting your time right now. And I'm all, I'm almost like, wow, that's I was pretty messed up because he even says that he's like, is this like a waste of time right now? Like, are are people really really watching these or can I go? Like, I'm like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch. But no, it was, it was really good. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the cameos. You think they recorded them just for this movie? You think they are like? Because I mean, in the in the um, first Captain America, he kind of played like you know the 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 propaganda e uh, role or whatever. Yeah. So you think they had it from then, or you think they did it specifically? I think they did it for this movie. I wonder if they like. Which to my point, like I'm trying to think of it like from Captain America's point of view, and I'm like, but dude, why are you even doing these videos? Yeah. Like it's in there and it's funny, but yeah. like. And I wanted to see the gym class one, but the detention one was like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> I'm like, are you doing, do you need the money? Like, just yeah. get some money from Tony Stark. Like, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, true. And the, I love how the gym teacher goes, well, I'm pretty sure that dude's a war criminal now, but I got to play this video. So here you go. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's great. All right. So close calls. Close call. Close call. What's our close call? Um... So briefly, let's talk about. We talked last time which one was the best Spider-Man movie, right? So let's not dig into too much with this one. But with the new movie in there, has your answer changed? Yes. So this is my favorite. This is your favorite? Yeah, definitely. Me too. It's close. <laughs> it's hard because just just because I have that like growing up feeling with the first one. For sure, yeah. I mean, this the feeling of really nostalgia good. definitely comes into play when, when I'm thinking about the old one. And to be honest, I haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, no, me, me too. It's so been I don't a while. know if I, go, if I go back and watch them if they'll hold up like I think they do. Or at least like I think the second one does. But, I mean, I've, like I've seen some ratings and some people still rate the second one. I think it was IGN I saw. They still rated the second one as the best Spider-Man movie. I put Homecoming right after it, but they they so I I think the second one is still good, but I definitely think was this one's my favorite. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely ten training wheels out of it out is, of ten. It is a close call though. <laughs> See what I did there? It's a close call. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I'll go Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, that's the one. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that too. It wasn't a perfect film, which right. but contradicts was... what I just said because I just gave it 10 out of 10. I don't really mean that. I, more like 9 out of 10. There yeah. was definitely some flaws, but I liked it a lot. So our second part of our close call. So far, who do you think the best Spider-Man villain's been? The Vulture. The Vulture? Which is crazy because i think out of all the villains they've done so far he's probably the least liked in the comics right like he's probably the lamest out of all of the villains they've done because you got they did green goblin venom sandman hobgoblin you know dr octopus like and don't get me wrong lizard lizard, well yeah the lizard was kind of down but electro definitely is up there they even introduced the rhino, not really, kind of, but he was there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the vulture in the comics has always been a part of the Sinister Six, right? So he's always been a big villain, but I don't know. He always just kind of seemed like the, like I said, kind of like the lamest out of them. So I was, I was really worried 
when they decided to use the vulture for this movie. But man, I mean, I think his emotional story again, because there there are times where you 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 almost want to be on this guy's side. You know what I'm saying? Like you you almost want to kind of like not root for him, but you you see where he's coming from. It's kind of like I I get it, dude. Like right. But yeah, what do you what do you think? Shocker. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you. It's it's Vulture, and just just like you said, I mean, not that the other Spider-Man video movies, you you got why the villain was doing what they were doing, but I just feel like it was easier to connect with the Vulture because I mean, he, I mean, you almost say in the movie, he's just you know, it's a regular guy trying to make a living. Yeah. While you know, they got all, all the rich people stepping on you, and like you, you understand, like working class, you got to work hard, right. and then yeah, somebody like Tony Stark come along that creates the mess and then profits off of it by having his own team come and clean it up. Like, yeah. like you just kind of understood where he's coming from, just wants to make it for his family, and you don't get that feeling. I didn't get that feeling when I saw the other villains. Yeah, like. Again, you understood why they were doing what they were doing, right? But like, you didn't get that connection with them. True, and I mean, they they, they were good. Like, I thought um, Willem Dafoe did a good job of playing a Green Goblin, right? I did like his portrayal of it. I thought I don't remember the guy's name. The act, I don't know the actor's name, but I thought Doc Ock was a good villain as well. But yeah, I think the Vulture definitely takes the cake. Good old yep. Michael Keaton, you know, <laughs> old school Batman. Who is now a villain, which was which was great. So yeah, so I think that's a show for the for, the, yeah. for this one. I think thanks, that's, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, I think we can call it. And um, you know, keep your web shooters strong. Make sure they're always packed with the fluid that you need because you never want to run out. Because you never know when you need them. Bye. Mm-hmm.